Here we go. All right. Hockey podcasting time. A rare occurrence for me. <laughs> but here we are. Hi. Hey. But yeah, so a thing that happened a few days ago. Um, January 4th, I believe, was the day that CHN wrote the quick write-up of a kid named Matt Barry, who was Holy Cross's leading scorer, which isn't saying much. Um, he was a freshman. Announced that he was transferring to Miami. Yep. Um, and that didn't really surprise me. I mean, people, people transfer all the time, especially at the close of semesters. But the thing that was weird that I didn't know about was like David Berard, Holy Cross's head coach, didn't seem to be aware that like he was looking to transfer. Huh. He had no idea that like he knew that like he knew that the kid wasn't thrilled with life, but he really didn't seem to know what was going on. Um, by the time it was announced that he was leaving, his uh, Berard basically said like whatever, like I'm like we are not good enough for me to worry about kids who aren't on this team right now. Like we are trying to figure out this team out, and if he doesn't want to be here, then I don't want him here. Um, and that's normal lip service. But what it brought to my attention was this new thing, which is in the news in college sports in general today because of an Ohio State football thing. Um, but it's called the transfer portal. And the transfer portal is effectively a database where players can enter their names to kind of open their recruiting, but the they don't have to tell their coach. Right. The coach doesn't need to know about this. Obviously, a freshman at Holy Cross Hockey doesn't generate national news. No. But this kid at Ohio State, his name's Tate Martell, he is the kind of person who would generate national news. Sure. And... It's very interesting to see, like, the take of it, like, the takes that are coming out from, like, college football and college basketball people about the transfer portal. Because, like, for them, like, you're not going to be able to, like, if, if an important name is in there, it's going to be found out. Right. You know? Um, I've tried to access it or at least see it, and I can't. So, like, it seems like there is an NCAA, like, login that players have so that they can read rules and probably, like, report information as they yeah, need yeah, to. Yeah. Um, and it appears that that is the way that they can do it. Um, the Miami thing, it, we talked earlier this year off air about a situation regarding a certain program in Oxford, Ohio, that may or may not have been like poking a kid in the ribs being like, maybe you want to transfer to us next year. Yeah. Um, and it appears as though they're like, they, they're not violating rules because all this kid has to do is put his name in the portal and they can talk to him and maybe his name was in the portal at that point. Right. Um, I... My first thought of this, well, it's great. Like, if kids can do whatever they can to find the best situation possible, then that's good for the kid, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't like the idea that the coach isn't informed. I don't, like, the more I think about it, it's just like, well, like, well, I don't, like, it's one of those things where, like, to me, kids are labor and coaches are management, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like, most coaches in college hockey aren't, like, fucking these kids over. You know, no, it, for sure. So here's my take on yeah. it, and and I've thought about this a lot. Spe- I, I get, like, I get, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Obviously, that like, if I'm fucking Jim Madigan or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like, Tyler, how long is this transfer? <laughs> what the fuck? Right. You know, like that. Not that obviously that's, mm-hmm. but like just as an example, pick anybody, right? Yeah. Oliver Wallstrom at BC, Literally, Jerry York yeah. doesn't have Literally to need anyone. to know about that, right? But like, if I'm in college and I'm thinking about transferring to a different school, I don't have to tell like the department head for my major, Hey, Mm -hmm. 
I'm I'm looking at offers or whatever. Yeah. Like, like I I I like that. You know, it, it for me it's a it's a thing where just like players have a little more flexibility to do what they want and ply their trade how they want and that right. kind of thing. And like, is some kid going from Holy Cross to Miami like making a a big difference? No. And like, I can definitely see a situation where. Notre Dame or North Dakota or Minnesota like abuses this to an extent, yes. right? But like at the same time, these are kids who are putting like they're voluntarily putting their names up and they're going like, I don't wanna be a Holy Cross anymore. I don't wanna be at Vermont. I which don't, is fine. Which is Yeah. Yeah, like I, I like that. Like, they don't have to go through the fucking rigmarole of, like, well, first I got to go to the USHL. Mm-hmm. And then I got to, or the thing of, like, conducting, like, re- secretly reaching out to coaches at, like, their preferred destinations and, yeah. like, going down. Like, that's just a lot of busy work for the players that this portal now takes away. Yeah. They go, like, they get to hang a, for like... This is the fucking gig economy, right? This is them <laughs> putting the little lift thing on their, yeah. on their, uh, what's the word? Like on their dashboard mm-hmm. and driving around beeping and waving at people. <laughs> and like that to me is fine. It is. And like, so I, yeah, like, yeah, if I'm a coach who loses a player like this, like I'm not happy with that. Yeah. But and certainly, you know, players are going to flow to more often than not. Players are going to flow upward rather than downward, right? You would think. No, I mean, I don't think that's fair. But like the ones that are important, because like we, if you go through like the low levels of Atlantic hockey, there are a lot of hockey transfers on on their team. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. but like, right? So the the ones that we that anybody would like actually mm-hmm. have that guy be a difference maker, like on a national stage. Yeah, and this particular kid, he was really good in the NHL two years ago, went to the USHL and wasn't like super highly recruited, I believe, but he had a, his, he had a, his, he hired an, an advisor after he got to the USHL and he had a really good year in the USHL last year. He had like 50 points in 50 games or something like that. And it appears as though the commitment was made before he really took off. And at that point their advisor was hired and a relationship with Peter Menino, who was at Omaha at the time, now is an assistant at Miami. It was developed, but he was already committed to Holy Cross. He had signed an NLI, as far as I understand, and put, played decently. We had 11 points in 13 games. He's 21 years old, so like ultimately, I don't know how good this kid is. Um, you know, he played 13 games, and he had a point in almost all of them. So he did well as well. Like you, if a kid has 11 and 13, no matter what league he's playing in, that's good. Um, but I. I guess, Mick, if it were any other team where I hadn't heard similar recruiting crap with them, like, yeah. six weeks prior, I would have been like, all right, well, this is good. But now it's like, Miami, what are you doing? Well, right. I mean, <laughs> I mean but we, Miami we've, hasn't done anything. We've talked about it before, right, where it's... Um... I'm okay with recruiting being, like, shitty if it benefits the kids. Right, and, like, I, I think in a lot of cases it probably does. Like, mm-hmm. like if BU comes along and says to a kid, you don't want to go to Merrimack, you yeah. want to go to BU. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for his career, mm-hmm. that might, like, as a 
because, you know, there's going to be more scouts at BU games than Merrimack games. Right? I don't know. If, I don't know if that's true, but I know what you're saying. I just don't know. Like, I haven't thought about it. I'm guessing the scouts go fucking everywhere. But I, yeah, but, but like, you're, you're going to get, mm-hmm. certainly you're probably going to get more viewings. At Fair a, enough. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I, I, is there going to be a situation where a kid gets fucked over? Inevitably. Yes. Right? A hundred percent. There definitely is. But, and there, but there was going to yeah. be a situation where a kid got fucked over whether this portal existed or not. Right? Yeah. And so, like, believe me, I am very opposed to the quote-unquote disruption of various industries. Right? Yeah. Did, uh, I don't know if you saw me complaining about a, a disruption restaurant I went, I accidentally went to the other day. Where did you go? So it's this place called Spice in downtown Boston, and Spice with a Y, which, um, but where, like, where in downtown is it? Over by, you know, where that big Walgreens is. Yes, it's like a block closer to uh, City Hall Plaza from oh, there. All right, all right. Um, on the left-hand side, if you're walking mm-hmm. to City Hall. But anyway, yeah. so I go in there. It's uh, dude. This is this is some truly dystopian shit. Is it one of those like you get all the ingredients and you have to mix them together? No, it's things. even <laughs> it's somehow worse than that. So there's just like a guy directing you to a bunch of ordering kiosks, and it's like, I get it. Like you don't want a big line. If five people can order at once, that's probably easier on the kitchen staff or whatever. I get it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't register to me at the time, but it was facing away from the counter. Like, the the bank of tablets that you order on is, uh-huh. like, if you walk in, the, count, the counter's right in front of you, but the bank of tablets is facing the right-hand wall. Okay. And so I type in whatever I want, and I make my way over to the counter, and I notice that the two cooks are just standing there. And that's when I noticed they're not cooking anything at all. This is all done by fucking robots that just like if you're so like let's say you want a Mediterranean bowl, which is I think what I ordered. Mm-hmm. They just have like in big fucking tubes like everything that goes in a Mediterranean bowl and they get spit out into a pot that then cooks on an angle so everything cooks evenly and spin. So like robots made my fucking food. Right? And then humans were only there to put on, like, okay, what garnishes did I want? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. the cucumber tomato salad, <laughs> the feta cheese, whatever it was. And they just kind of put that on top and hand you the bowl, and that's it. Like, that's the only human interaction. And believe me, if they could cut humans out of that process, they fucking would. Yeah. Right? And, like, I was eating it, and I was just like, this is what the fucking future of food... Like, this did... Like, quick service bowl places did not need to be disrupted by robots. No. And yet, and this is going to shock you, you go on their website, the team behind it, like four MIT white guys. Yeah. Big fucking shock there. I mean, the white guy thing isn't a shock. I mean, the the MIT part's not a shock. The white guy thing is immaterial. Like, going to schools like that, that's what they want these kids to do. Well, but the point (laughs) is, like, STEM is mostly for white males. But, yeah, no, like, and I was just like... This, so, like, this is a disruption that doesn't seem to... Like, this seems mm-hmm. like a a better... Like, a, a disruption 1.0. Like, this food thing was disruption, like, 7.0. You know what I mean? Where they're like, we're nine moves ahead of fucking everybody else or whatever. Okay. On making shitty 
bowls with brown rice at the bottom. Was the food any good? No, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> like any, literally any, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Human? Like, no, like any bowl place mm-hmm. that you have ever been to yeah. is better than this place. Like Sweet Green, which I'm a big fan of. Sweet Green is fine. Too expensive though. That's the, so that was the difference. This was like nine bucks as opposed to Sweet Green, which is like 11. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know that the $2 difference because they don't have to feed anybody to actually cook the food <laughs> or pay anybody to cook the food is anyway. Point is, I think, I think this is a good disruption of a bad system. It is. And the system is going, I mean, the system changes constantly because yeah. I mean, every year we, you know, in April when they go to, when all the coaches go to Naples and go swimming for a week, like, I think they more play golf than go swimming. But... There's a lot of swimming. One of my favorite stories ever is that the hockey's coaches made Dave Quinn put his shirt back on because he made them all look bad. Too shredded? Yep. yep. <laughs> Guys fucking David yoked. Quinn, forgive me. His name's not Dave, I'm told. It's David. Um, but I, I, I guess, like, I just think coaches should get to know. And I, like, well, what do you care about the programs? Well, because, like, it's fucking hard to build a team when you're the coach of Holy Cross. Sure. And now you're like you're excited because you have this kid who isn't bad on a team that's really bad and now you don't have that kid anymore because he typed his name into a machine and you know, Peter Menino discovered it. Um it's I just I don't like that coaches don't find out about it. I think it's a good thing if we provide channels for kids to put themselves in the best position. And this is the beginning of it. It's going, I mean, that thing. Oh, yeah, no, like somebody will exploit the system and then there'll need to be a disruption to that system. Oh, no, I mean, just in general, like the system will be improved, improved in some ways and they'll find, somebody will find a way to make it benefit whoever they want it to benefit. Right. Um, But it's, it is a good thing that kids can find the right situation for them. I don't, I've always been, it's always been weird to me when you have like the kid who's really good playing for the not great program and he transfers to the better program because like this kid's gonna go to Miami he's probably not gonna do anything yeah is the reality is, he, is he gonna be the sixth best player on that team I don't know he's 21 right like I don't, I don't know if he was really all that good at friggin Holy Cross he played 13 games and put up 11 points that's good that's fine yeah. but it's also Atlantic hockey so it, I mean it probably wasn't mostly because it was the beginning of the year but um, it's just it's a it's a situation that I think is a is an important part of the wider solution um, 12 of Holy Cross's games have been in conference, by the way. Yeah, but he only played the first 11, and most of those were non-conference. Okay. <laughs> um, 13, forgive me. He scored 11. A um, couple points against Hockey East. Team. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he may, but the point is he missed four games. So. Yes. Um, r- recruiting has been a, a, an important conversation for years, um, and it benefits the big schools because teams can basically do whatever the hell they want. And we've found a way to break the rules legally for a yeah. long time with the, you know, the gentleman's agreement. And it allows BC to commit a bunch of 12-year-olds and then tell the ones they don't want they're bad when they're 19. Um, so anything that makes the kids' lives better is good. But this seems weird to me. But hopefully it gets better over the course of the next two years um, or however long until the recruiting conversation becomes a thing again. But, yeah, so what I wanted to talk about today mostly um, – Ryan and I were just discussing. It's weird because it looks like the NCAA tournament field is basically set. <laughs> yeah. In so far as like six teams seem like they're just locks for the tournament at this point, and like six more are like, well, they're probably locks for the tournament. 
And but then like if you look at twenty through thirty in the pairwise, twenty through thirty one, just because the thirty one team is BU, like Yale, North Dakota, Lowell, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, like these are all teams that we thought would be in and around the tournament this year. Yeah. Um, Lowell continues to be one of the weirder teams in the country to figure out, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, ignoring the greater pairwise thing because ultimately it just comes down to those teams winning games. There are a lot of really interesting races going on around the country in terms of who's going to win leagues and who's going to get what distinctions, whether that be first-round buys, first-round hosting, who's going to miss tournaments altogether, which ultimately doesn't matter, but I do think it's funny that Vermont's going to miss the hockey's tournament. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to kind of go through the leagues and see who we think is going to win each league, who we think is going to get uh, buys, whatever. We're going to start with Atlantic Hockey um, because it's alphabetical and might as well get out of the way good how that works mm-hmm. um aic is gonna win the league yeah it certainly looks that way and that's cool to me i guess because i'm i'd like to see like other i'd like if that league were like parody because a bunch of teams are like good every year not because like everyone sucks and air force figures it out eventually right but aic is just kind of objectively better than air force right now air force doesn't score and they don't score in the league either right um when i was putting this list together for the most part i just use regular numbers but for atlantic hockey i'd like specifically went through and pulled out their all their non-conference numbers yeah just to see how these teams play against each other and aic i mean they're just better than everybody um and they their goaltending hasn't even been as good as it was it's been bad yeah i mean in the league it's 74 on the year yeah in the league it's been like 908 um which is like the the it's i think that's the second but the third best number behind it robert no i mean that sounds about right yeah robert morris has been quite good in goal um Army's been quite good in goal, and then Air Force and AIC are third and fourth, as I remember it. Um, but it's, I mean, hey, it's, Eric Lang's doing an awesome job there, and as we discussed a couple, I think about a month ago now, the he's going to be one of the more interesting head coaching candidates to watch because it seems like he just wants to make that program good and stay there, but, like, someone's going to give him some money. Yeah, no, of course. Whether it's, like, Brown or, like, some ECAC team. A lot of the hockey's jobs seem settled. Maybe Vermont calls them if they ever decide UConn. to fire him. Huh? <laughs> when Kavanaugh leaves. Yeah, that's what that's the joke I was doing, yeah. yes. Um But it's yeah, it's just I, I think that they're just really good and for that league, I suppose the qualifier is important in that regard. But yeah, so I have them winning the league. Um they're a point up on Air Force right now. Air Force does have a game in hand. Um but I just think AIC is better than them. And then the rest of the teams getting the buys are Air Force, RIT, Robert Morris, and Army. Um, and in writing this, I was like, yeah, but Joe, what about Canisius? And then I was like, wait, so Canisius just swept North Dakota, which is hilarious. Yeah, very funny. I don't care how it happened. It's no, funny. yeah, insanely funny. <laughs> but they kind of stink. Oh, no, they're bad, yeah. Yeah. They're really bad. Like, they're – they're now, granted, they have some games in hand on the other teams, mm-hmm. uh, but they're deep in the – Atlantic hockey uh, standings right now. And here's the thing with, about, like, people love to say about, oh, well, they got fucking games in hand. The Islanders have games in hand on half the teams in the Eastern Conference. When you're a average or below average team, you know, you got to do with those games in hand is fucking win them. Right. Right? And, like, when you're average or below average, that's not an easy thing to do. No. And, and, like they're below average in Atlantic hockey. They're five, seven, and one. They're getting outscored by twelve in thirteen games. So mm-hmm. 
about a goal a game. That's not good. They're forty. They're forty-seven percent shots for in the league. Yeah, no, and, and so so I, I look at it and I go, oh, this is a team that like they're not gonna like. It's a disappointing year for them. Sure, yeah. and and like which is insane because they just swept North Dakota. Right, and so again, <laughs> that to me makes it even funnier it, that North Dakota got swept, yeah. but. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where you go, uh, you know what? Like, I, I guess that's good that you guys, like, that's you winning your Stanley Cup for the year. Have a good one. Yeah. And, like, you know, they have the best player in that conference, um, Bill McLaughlin, um, who's having a good year. He has 23 points in 19 games. Like, But that's not a Dylan McLaughlin right. year, though. Like, that's expecting. a good year, but, yeah. like, we're, we were thinking 60 points yeah. at the end of the year. So and, and every, get your shit together, yeah. kid. And everyone, like, because of this, doing this project, I reached out to people who cover all the leagues at different points. And the two people I know who cover Atlanta Hockey said, yeah, he's been the, like, he is and he has been amazing this year. Yeah. Like, his team is probably a tiny bit worse than it was a year ago. And he, like, he is a... He scores goals because he's better than people, but I think he is more of a he's he's the setup man, um, and he's he's scored. I think he's I think he's eleven and twelve for the year, eleven, twelve, and twenty three. Yeah, um, that's right. But he's I mean he's been the best player in the league. But you need more than that. And Blake Wyrick's played most of their time in goal way with Wyrick, however it's said, and he just hasn't been very good. Um, but yeah, so they're I mean they're going to end up hosting a series in the playoffs, in my opinion, just because that's how their playoffs work. Um, Canisius, Mercyhurst, and Niagara. Um, they're going to end up hosting, but mostly because Sacred Heart, Bentley, and Holy Cross suck. Like, not because... No, granted, I like where Niagara's going, but they're still bad. Yeah. They're... I, I might just, like... Part of me wants to think that Jason Lambert is a genius, and he was the only reason Wool was good, and now Wool's going to suck forever. Right. But that's just in my heart. Sure. <laughs> um, beat, they beat UMass the other night. Mighty UMass. They did. The, the greatest team in the history of college hockey. No one's ever been better. They did. Lost at home and everything. It was in freaking Mullen Center. They wailed on them and they couldn't score a goal. Oh, I wonder if that sounds familiar to any UMass <laughs> fans this year. Um, it's funny how that we, always we, ends up working out, huh? I mean, yeah, but like they're still going to win a lot. Of course. They, no, again. But we'll get to them in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's how Atlanta Hockey works. Congratulations, AIC, on your banner. Um, they have nine wins this year. The most wins they've ever had is 15, and that's funny. Yep. Um, Big Ten, quick, quickly take before I say anything. More, of, more like the Big Seven. How about that, Joey? Freaking ever think they heard that before? No. Oh, pretty interesting. Probably 12 a lot because of football. Not so much seven because mm, of hockey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, quickly? What, about the Big Ten? Who, who's going to win it? Feels like Ohio State, right? Yeah, it's an like, they've, they've They've been better than everybody. And, like, Notre Dame is already pretty far back. And Notre Dame lost Joe Wegra for the season today. Ooh, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. And, like, he's not – he's never scored, but he is now as a senior. Yeah. Um, and lose, when you're a team like them who doesn't score a lot, just because they've had a couple recruiting classes with a lot of fine players and no, like, yeah. you know, superstar scorers or freshmen, um, you can't lose goals. You can't lose centers. I mean – Oh, for sure. Losing centers is tough. And I'm, I, I wrote this before I learned that Joe Wegra's season was over. Um, it only kind of cements it for me right now. No, they're still good. They're still going to be an NCAA tournament team. They're still a national championship contender because they don't allow any damn goals. Like, it just it doesn't matter. Um, they're doing the same friggin' thing they did a year ago. You know? Yeah. Like, they're my my thing with them is they just don't seem to be particularly good in the Big Ten. 
Yeah. Their their out of conference record is great. Well, seven. Nobody's good in the Big Ten except for Ohio State. Right. <laughs> like, um. But like they're they've gotten outscored in Big Ten games yeah. this year. Yeah. That I wouldn't. I don't think anybody would have predicted no. that halfway through no. the season, or like in October or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, will they? You know, straighten it out a little bit. Sure, they will. Sure. I mean, they're they're a good team. They're yeah. talented. They're one of the best coaches in the country. And the and the, the, the staff to me is the thing with them. But overall, well, yeah. But is, yeah. okay, when when we say coaches, we can just agree that we Fair mean enough. all coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched them play Michigan State last Friday. The the seven seven game that ended eight seven in the second overtime bit that they do. What a stupid hockey game that was! <laughs> Michigan State scored five goals in the third period. Yeah, it was it was the most fun I've ever seen people have playing hockey. <laughs> yeah, um, poor Sean Romeo had did nothing wrong in that game, and Ohio State just let people walk right by him. Yeah, um, but yeah, so they're gonna win. They're gonna get the bye. The way that league works, champion gets a bye. Other six teams play best of threes. Quarterfinal host will be Notre Dame, Penn State, and Wisconsin. Um, Michigan just can't stop people from Michigan. Lost to Merrimack two nights ago. Yeah. And couldn't score on them. They put up what a billion shots. Was yeah, that the number? but in like Mel Pearson said after the game, he's and he basically said he's like, how many breakaways are we going to give up this year? Right. He's like, and it's not because of. He's like, and he said like, I don't want to hear luck. I don't want to hear about luck. We're like, I, cool. We we should have scored more. Don't care. We can't let a team like Merrimack, who is terrible, truly terrible, right? Yeah. Coming to Yost and just walking alone on our No, boys. absolutely not. Yeah, No, like, giving up, I, like, yeah. to some extent on any given play, like, giving up a a, um, a breakaway can definitely be luck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, remember that, that play, I don't know, three, four years ago, where everybody in the league lit up P.K. Subban because he tried to stick handle around a guy at the blue line. Yeah. Blew a tire mm-hmm. and like gave up a what ended up being the game winning goal or something like that on a breakaway. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, What a fucking idiot. He's such a piece of shit because he's not white. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, yeah. the same shit that we all, that you always hear. And uh, I feel like Nathan McKinnon got that treatment on a goal a few years ago, all that kind of stuff. Seven years ago today, Sean Thornton had a breakaway. I right. Well, <laughs> well, no, it's not even that. Walk always. Right, but like, but like, if it's a big trend, like if PK Subban falls down fourteen times in a season and gives up a breakaway, PK, you gotta stop trying to stick handle around guys at the blue line, mm-hmm. right? And like, I haven't watched enough Michigan games to know that that's what's going on. But if like Mel Pearson's talking about it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that it's probably a systemic thing. Yeah, it's the same issue they had last year. It's discipline. It's it, and by discipline, I don't mean that in like the the like mystic cocky sense. I mean like. Stop being the stop playing nineteen eighties hockey and just going to the puck, like we talked about it the last time we did the show. Like the great, like the Devils learned, like if we just make a guy stand over there, we'll be fine. Yeah, and Michigan's defensemen need to learn to stand over there, and they don't. They they're they're children and they're and when you're losing, it makes you play stupid too. You know. Oh, for, well, yeah. I mean, you're because you're chasing the game, right? Um. We'll get to that when we talk that about That score DC. effect, baby. Yeah. Um, and they even mean in a broader sense. Like, if you keep fucking up and then you fall behind again, and then you start overthinking it instead of just doing what your genius coach tells you to do. Yeah. And that's Michigan's problem right now. It was right around this time last year where they started figuring it out. 
Um, so maybe they will, but both Levine and Mann have been bad in goal, and I would imagine most of it has to do with how bad they've been defensively. And because of that, they're going to be on the road in the quarterfinals, and I really, if I were another team, would not want them coming. Yeah, no, I don't want... Well, did you see that shit about the Canucks talked internally about asking Quinn Hughes at World Juniors if he wants to just come right to Vancouver? Why not? But it's one of those things where it's like, they wouldn't do that shit to a kid in fucking Major Junior. Oh, God, no. No, never never in a million years no. would they do it. Because Well, especially because if he's bad, there's a way for him to go play. I mean, if the team is bad, he can get traded. He can get traded, sure. Yeah, and, but, and granted, it's Michigan. Like, you, you just play for Mel Pearson for a couple little while. Yeah, uh, couple, yeah, you, yeah. like, everybody knows he's signing it the second Michigan yeah. season's over. Yeah, like, he might he might like, take a shower first. But otherwise... <laughs> yeah, no, like, they might they might slip in the contract on the bench as he's, like, <laughs> like leaving the ice. Yeah. You know, for, like... It, and so, like, that's fine. Like, just let him play the extra fucking two months. I would wait until September, but that's me. Um, but, yeah, so... Well, yeah, I mean, just to stop him from burning the year on the ELC. But, there, I mean, like, if that's what you got to do to sign Quinn Hughes a year early, then... that Here's a stupid thing I learned today at work. Gary Bettman drives a black minivan. That's a... F- completely random. I learned that today. Uh, I... <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to. Um, Gary Bettman loves Subway, from what I understand. Like that's that's his. That's extremely his shit. Um, and I, I won't say how I know this, but like I think people who listen to this and know other NHL writers mm-hmm. probably know why I know that. But like yeah. Gary Bettman. stopping in at a Subway on the way home from work is extremely. In his I don't, I, you know, I, I can't imagine he drives in he Manhattan. Yeah, he has he a car service, so I would imagine. The car that he drives when he drives is in Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. It's amazing. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, I just so, think it gets good mileage. Yeah, I just oh, just can't, I'm just picturing him like dropping, he, his children must be old now, but his grandchildren His off. kids are probably yeah. like mid-20s, I yeah. would bet. But. Dropping his grandchildren off in, I don't know, Nassau until they can go to hockey practice. Quinnipiac is going to win the ECAC, Ryan. Certainly uh, looks that way. Yeah, this was one of the easy ones. Yale's doing great. Um, they, I don't trust it, though. I don't either. Like, their numbers are fine. They're, they're, their numbers are that of a good team. Yeah. Um, they had a bad loss last weekend without uh, the two kids from World Juniors. UMass kind of took care of them when they played them. UMass was a lot better than they were. Yeah. They couldn't handle UMass's speed. Um, Kemp and St. Devani are good. Like, no way around it. Joe Snively's good. Yale has as much talent as it's had since it won a national championship. Yeah, so, like, here, here's my thing with Yale, right? Yeah. Is like I have them getting a bye just because I don't think they're necessarily one of the four best teams in the ECAC. Right. But they've banked points already. Yeah, oh, no, for sure. And my, they're my not thing, bad My thing with them is, up. like, they are a little better than okay. Yeah, and especially you know, like, until one of these goalies just, like, does it for, like, two months yeah but, but like, he won't let either of them until, fucking play. well th- it's that and it's like until it happens like that's a big supposition to me mm-hmm. right that like either of these guys is just gonna be like oh yeah by the way i'm fucking great well one of them has been and he won't play him right and it was the one who was bad last year and th- th- that's why yeah but th- so so much of it is system to me and like, yeah well I, but anyway point is yeah. like because you because you brought it up to me the other night about like you know, Yale, Yale's pretty good team from, like, when UMass beat him. And it's like, I don't know. I, like, yeah. like, I like, think, I think, I think UMass they're... is a lot better than that. Well, sure. But, like, I, I think that 
in any normal year in the ECAC, this is a low-end home ice team, right? Like, like you said, they've banked points. This is a really. I think the ECAC is pretty good this year. I don't. But let me put it, here, yeah. here. Let me let me explain to you why I don't buy it mm-hmm. in uh, three words. Yeah. Dartmouth is fourth <laughs> at the moment. Is the reason that they're well, right I'm, they they have nine points from seven games. Right. Like they're mm-hmm. they're at the moment and part of the reason with games that, in hand. Like the reason is Clarkson and Union, Union had two hilarious losses to RPI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. They didn't necessarily deserve to win either game, but Union's better than RPI. We all know that. Sure. And Clarkson had some tough results. Clarkson is a team that I find fascinating right now. We'll get to them in a second. Um, the other the other teams I do think are getting Quinnipiac, Cornell, Yale, and Clarkson are the teams that are getting buys right now. Clarkson's super low, but they also do have a ton of games in hand. If they win half of them, which they inevitably will, at least. Because Jake Kiley's still really good. Yep. And the scoring issues that I was very concerned about without, what's his name, uh, Sheldon Rempel, um, the, the, they're scoring like they're they're just good. Yeah, they're. I would like to see them have the puck a little bit more than they do. I want to say they're like fifty two percent shots for. But like that's fine. Yeah, it is. Um, the difference between like fifty point five and fifty one point five is like just psychologically so big to me. Yeah, it's like you look at the numbers and they seem so different from each other. Um, but I just like this Clarkson team, and I'm happy that it seems like Casey Jones has like put together like a little bit of like some sustained success. Their PDO is a bit high. Um, every, I mean, their PDO I think is like fifth or sixth highest in the country. Um, but they have the goaltending and they're scoring a bit. And when you have the puck a lot, mixed with good goaltending, I just think that leads to teams winning. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. And like it, I even though their PDO is high, I think like they're still is it sustainable? It's is it sustainable for first? No. Is it sustainable enough for fourth? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And they, maybe. they just haven't played any damn games in the league yet. Right. They, yeah, they have six. Yeah. Everybody in front of them is is eight or more except Dartmouth, right. who has right. seven. Yeah, and Dartmouth stinks. Yeah. Dartmouth and yet, has no goaltending whatsoever. Right. And, and but yeah, so like like I say, I, I I look at I look at the ECAC and I go, Yeah, Quinnipiac's good, Cornell's probably pretty good. Yale Curry's out. But they're probably a little better than what I think yeah. of as an average ECAC team in any given year. Like the the long term standard of what is an average ECAC team. I don't think we have enough information on the new ECAC to have that opinion. The ECAC's just been so much better for the last five years, and it was for the decade before. How that. many more years you want? Uh, two. Okay. <laughs> well, then I'll fucking I'll be in the lab. Um. But yeah, so that those are my buy teams, and that like seems about right to me. The teams that I think are that I don't have as buy teams that could be, um, are I, I I wrote down Quinnipiac, and then it was like, well, who's everybody else? And Cornell's gonna be there, um, but Union, Clarkson, Neil, Harvard, and maybe Princeton. And Princeton just stinks. Like they do, they're very it, bad. The 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 kids who are supposed to be good are good, and the goaltending's been fine, but nothing else is good. They're they're a one and a half line team. Um, which is what we thought they were going to be, but granted, that one line scored enough in the second half of last season to make them look good. Yeah, um, and they got and they, they did get a good amount of their second line last year. Was what helped. They had seniors on their second line and they scored goals. Those kids are gone and they're just not playing very well. I think they have five wins from seventeen games to start the year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the competition was; that's not good enough. 
if they make the NCAA tournament, it's going to be again because they got hot hot in March and Cornell can't handle an Olympic sheet and they beat them. Like, that's how they get into the tournament again. Um, so, yeah, those are my bye teams and the teams I have hosting the first round are Union, Harvard, Princeton, and Brown. I think Union's one of the best teams in this league, but those two, the, the couple bad losses that they have, they're going to have a hard time making it up. Um, and I just think Yale and Clarkson are better than they are. Union's a weird team, man. The, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I haven't seen them play, but the, those games at Northeastern. Did I see those games at Northeastern? Yeah, I you feel like I did. Two, I went to one and watched one on TV. Um, the Union is going to be a team that at the end of the year is going to miss the NCAA tournament, and they're going to be as good as the bottom four teams in that tournament. Yeah, probably. Um, in my opinion, but yeah, so they're not, the, like I said, Union, Harvard, and Princeton, and fucking Brown, man. They are all right, and that is a giant step for them. Sure. Um, their goaltending has been pretty good this year for them, um, considering how bad it has been before. And that's the difference between Dartmouth and Brown for me, like in terms of hosting that series. Brown's goaltending has been mostly fine, and Dartmouth's goaltending has been bad. Um, I think Adrian Clark's like eight ninety nine for the year. Their backup is like six eighty eight or something, which is funny. Um, but Gavin, I mean Gavin Nieto's had a decent career at Brown. Um, and the other kid, it's pronounced Matt Nieto. No, they're from the same town, but not listed as relatives on Elite Prospects, and it's very strange. That's to me. strange. Yes, maybe they're well. Distant even Elite Prospects would say they're. Cousins. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was confused. But yeah, um, and then the other four teams don't like. Who cares? Because nobody misses the playoffs in the DCAC because they have a stupid system. Hockey East. I have Providence as my champion. Yeah. Um, that checks out for little old me. Yeah, and it's just simply a matter of I think they're the best team in that conference. Um, I'm going to go see them on Friday night. I'm very too. excited. I don't – I just – I look at UMass and like their schedule in the second half is difficult. They'll probably win, like, 53% of their hockey games the rest of the way. Yeah. And who knows? Like, that might get them the league. I just, like, looking at Providence' schedule, I don't see losses on it. Right. Yeah, Providence has played pretty much everybody good this... Like, they already played Northeastern, right? Yeah, I don't believe. No, they did not. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, well, maybe not then. Yeah. But, well, okay. So, I found, I found some potential losses there. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, I mean... You know they're they're six two and one in, in hockey east right now. Their two losses were to UMass in games they fucking dominated, yes. right? And like two worst games UMass has played this year, they won. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and so like, you know, I I I look for Providence to keep winning. I look for UMass to keep winning at a lower rate. I right. think Northeastern probably keeps winning too. Um, they lost to Merrimack, and everybody's like, ooh, what the fuck? And it's like, well, I mean, they're two best players, right? And they still killed them. Yeah, and they should have won. Yeah. But, like, and frankly, if your two best players are your goalie and your number one center, and they're gone, Joey, that's, I think, for me, that's going to swing a decision. I like the Merrimack just beat Northeastern in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. No, they look great now, all of a sudden. There are other two wins this year against BC and BU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hockey kicks ass, dude. Um, all right, so how about this? Yeah. I think we mostly agree. Who's your fourth bye team in hockey? Well, that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. So currently BC is tied for first in Hockey East, although with an extra game played. Um, they are two points ahead of BU, but BU's already played 12 league games. BU sucks. They're terrible. Um 
They are three points ahead of Lowell. Lowell's played one extra game. You and, just said the name of the team that I have for. Yeah, I and, and I was and like breaks my heart. So here, so here's what I'm gonna say too, though. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if Maine, because Maine is currently seventh, and they've been playing a little bit better lately, and they're yeah. pi- and they're picking it up a little bit. I was gonna say that, <laughs> but also, and and this is the important thing to me, mm-hmm. they have games in hand on everybody Everyone, they yeah. they have eight mm-hmm. points from eight games and they seem to be figuring it out a little bit um i i think if i'm ranking the most likely fours mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna go lowell bc because they bank the points main then bu by the way bc got swept by arizona state and is now oh 24 and one yeah <laughs> Uh, and, and by the way, that's, I got the numbers wrong, but they're 25 straight non-conference games without a win. 23 and two, I think it yeah, is. Um, oh yeah. Well, and again, I, I think I brought it up on the last show. Mm-hmm. Uh, BC has now lost to a team from every conference in this streak, including a team that does not have a conference. You know what? You know what needs to happen now. They need to lose both of the Beanpot games and well, they need, sure. and they need to, they need Ryan. They need to lose their exhibition game to start next season. That way they can well and truly have not won a non-conference game against literally any level of competition they are eligible to play. Yeah. That's so that's good, what dude. I need in my life. Um, I need them to have an inter-squad scrimmage and tie. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so yeah, for me, it's um, it's pro- probably Lowell. Hockey's tournament's going to be a lot of fun this year. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably Lowell because... I'm taking when all teams are even. I'll take Bazin. And yeah, yeah. Like, and, and here's the thing: it's probably my when when I did this based solely on math, I had BC fourth. Yeah, and then I before I looked at standings, I did it on math, and then I adjusted it for standings. Like this team has already banked wins. So like even if I think this, they're probably going to finish. Yeah, here. and even then, I should have picked BC, but I just can't do it. They're not good. They're fucking. They're actively bad. I would. Even but they say. kill everybody in hockey east. It's, I, it's again. Weird. They kill yeah. all the bad teams and split with BU. Right. That's like how they do it. <laughs> yeah. They smoke UNH. Yeah. Right. And I, oh, and, and this prob- is the, probably. I think they tied UNH. Um, but, well, like I'm saying, generally but speaking, Vermont they wailed on. They split with Merrimack. So so yeah. and but this is the other thing for me with Lowell. Yeah, they still have to play Providence and BC, but this is the rest of their hockey schedule. Vermont for two, Northeastern, uh, UMass. UMass for two or one? One. Okay. Um, Merrimack for two, UNH for two, Vermont again. Three against Vermont, two against UNH, two against Merrimack. Those are some awful teams. Yeah, I mean, they're teams that they should surely get wins again. I mean, UNH and... UNH has done a very good job lately of kicking the hell out of bad teams on their schedule. I think they have a five-game unbeaten run or something like that. Yeah. Well, didn't they do that shit last year too? Where they last had... year they did it at the beginning, right? <laughs> but this year they um, they won two ca- two games. Yeah. Okay. They... So here here's yeah. who they beat: Joey mm-hmm. D- at Dartmouth, Dartmouth, <laughs> Bentley, Merrimack, Yale. Hey, BC couldn't beat Ben. <laughs> That's true, but BC can't beat anybody. No, and, uh, out of conference. And in um, that vein, uh, the two teams I have missing it are Vermont and Merrimack. Um, it came like UConn is on the list, but I just think UConn's too talented compared to those three to not pick up a winner or two the rest of the way. Yeah, um, especially in goal. And Huska hasn't been wonderful this year, but he's been better. Um, and dude, like if Vermont is going to waste one of the best goaltending seasons this league's had in a long time, because like 
Blackus, even if he, he like he, his save percentage is going to come down a bit over the next bit of time, but he's been awesome this year. Yeah, he has been wonderful, and they don't they have eleven. I think they have eleven eight. Pardon me, eighteen goals in eleven hockey East games. Like they're they're bad. They're quite bad. And I put like in the thing that I wrote on like it's there if whether or not Kevin Sedin is going to get another season. And I think he will because they're trying to get the arena built and you want some stability while you're going through that process. Um, I don't necessarily think Snedden's like a bad coach. I just don't know if there's a lot for him to work with up there anymore. Right. And there's and they're like everyone in the league now has a recruiter. And I just don't know if he does. Even like Merrimack's getting commits. They just got yeah. that, that Patrick Holman kid, Holway rather, who transferred from Maine right before the season started because he had a family problem. He committed to Merrimack. This is a Red Wings pick. He was one of Maine's best players last year. Now he's going to Merrimack next season. He, yeah. He didn't go to Vermont. Now, granted, it was to be closer to home, so he wasn't going to go to Vermont. Um, but they they need some new blood up there, man. And I like Kevin Sennett. And, again, I don't think that he's a bad coach. I just don't know if he's the right coach for them right now. Yeah, it's just one of those things, right, where it's like, is he a bad coach? Probably not. But, like, is he a good coach? Probably not. No, he's right. A, yeah. So, so yeah, I, there's probably a th- he he has value to a staff somewhere in hockey. Yeah, for sure. I just don't know if it's a, as the, heading up a program like Vermont where you need to sell kids, man. Like twenty years ago, kids would go to Vermont because it was close to Quebec. Right now, yeah, okay, I'll go to BU. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, anyway, yeah. yeah so, so and, what do you what do you have as your hockey's finish? Hockey's finish. I have Providence, Providence and Champion. UMass, Northeastern, Lowell. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then, yeah, yeah, and that's about it. The, the four could go a number of ways. I picked Lowell because, like I said, when all things are even, I'm going to pick Norm Bazin. But Joel Wall's been one of the best goalies in the country for six, eight weeks now since Thanksgiving. Really, um, I just like Wall. Gross. Yep. Um, NCHC. Uh, St. Cloud State. Don't know that they're that much better than Duluth, but they're they've won every game that they've. Well, played. right. So that, that's what I was gonna say. Like they're like Duluth is definitely gonna finish ahead of Western Michigan, if mm-hmm. you ask me. Um, but like the gap between St. Cloud and everybody else in that conference There's, is there, insane. There is a way back for Duluth, but it's a really difficult one. They have four games left against St. Cloud. Right, they got to win three. Got to win. You got yeah. yeah. I would yeah. say even probably you right. got to win all of them. But um, the, and it's this weekend and the last weekend of the regular season. Oh, I can't wait. For the yeah, last weekend yeah. Of the regular. I season, hope baby. it matters. I, I hope it's like a five point difference in the loop once the first game, just to make that game important. Because like ultimately, the conference championship trophy only matters insofar as like conference bragging rights. You know? Yeah. Um, unless you're BC, then it's your Stanley Cup final because it's the only thing you can win now. Um, but St. Cloud is just they've just been lights out and. They had, a, they had a hilarious loss. I don't know if you saw that over the weekend. Uh, they lost to Brown. St. Cloud did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it Brown? Or was it Robert Morris? It was Robert Morris. It was Robert thought. Morris, yeah. Um, hilarious. Yeah, Brown and Union were the other two teams in that tournament. It was why I got confused. No, they lost to Union. They, and they lost 7-2 to they, Union. Yeah, they got killed by Union. Okay. And then they beat Robert Morris 5-2. Right. How dare somebody beat us, basically. <laughs> um. There, St. Cloud's, I'm just going to say, right now St. Cloud's the best team in the country. I think everyone would agree with that. I think they're number one in the stupid poll. They're number one in any power rankings you get out. They're the best team in the country. Yeah. Goaltending hasn't been wonderful this year. Mr. Renak's only been fine. Jeff Smith's been better and less action. Um, but they're they're really good. They're going to be really difficult to beat. And as I said, when they win the national championship, 
Brett Larson better give whatever amount of his bonus that he gets. Like, half of it should go to Bob Motzko. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quarterfinal hosts, St. Cloud, Duluth, Denver, and Western. Um, it The question in doing this was, well, where's North Dakota? By the way, Denver has the third highest PDO in the country. Um, right. and So they're going to take a step back, but it's not going to matter in terms of the league standings. No, probably not. Um, Goaltending's been awesome. And I'll say this, too. I, I saw Denver play against Lowell. We didn't do a podcast mm-hmm. that week. Um, they didn't look good, and they cruised to a 4-1 win. They, <laughs> like, most of that game, I was like, oh, Lowell's kicking the shit out of Denver. And then Denver was just like, no, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> we're just going to make, like, three scoring chances appear out of nowhere, and we're going to convert on all of them. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah, once if, if those underclassmen stick around, Denver's a national title contender in two years. They're a, national, they're, they're a contender now. And they're not even, but it's like a borderline contender now. They would be a surprising contender, let's say. Fair enough. Um, but but like, really it's not outside the realm of possibility, no, to your like, point, certainly. And, and Western's been mostly fine this year. Their goaltending isn't wonderful. Um, I want to say, like, a not, it's like a really low save percentage. They've been shooting the lights out, which I think they're like 13 or like 12 and a half or something like that. Most good teams are about that rate looking at it right now, to be honest. Um, but the the re, Western finishing fourth is going to have less to do with Western and more to do with North Dakota. And they're just losing all the time. And that's like, they're probably realistically like a 52% shots for team, but they're losing all the time. So it's 50, it's stupid high right now. Yeah. And I want to say it's like in like the high 50s. Um, yeah, 59, 59%. But they're losing all the time. And they have 885 goaltending. Right. It it doesn't matter. This is this is the worst North Dakota team we've had in some time. Um, we talked about Mr. Larson cutting uh, uh, Bob Motzko a check. I think uh, Bradbury better have done the same thing a couple of years ago. Yeah, it, it, at le- or at least <laughs> you know make good on that now because <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! Like this is two years of results where it's like. Yeah, like last year they like they were better than this last year. Well, sure, but, but not, like they weren't great or anything, no, right? Get, like what was what was their even their yeah. record last year? Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Last year they were they were a perfectly fine team. Seventeen, up. thirteen, and ten. Yeah. That's barely perfectly fine team propped up by a really ten good ties. What the fuck? That was the thing last year. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the NCHC system. Teams, oh, sure it is. Teams yeah, play for them, and that's annoying, but it, whatever. Uh, but yeah, both of their goalies have been awful this year. Shield the freshman's been better than Tommy, who's like eight sixty or something this year. Um, it's it's a disaster. Um, they're shooting seven and a half percent, like that's gonna come up. But it's I just don't know to what extent it's gonna matter. I don't know that I just don't know like if they're really that much better than anybody in that league. They're not. Even you. Let, let me stop you right there. They aren't. Yeah, you have like a Western team who like neither of us are super high on. They're fifty one percent possession team too. Fifty two percent if we want to round up. Um, I think they're better than them. Um, and if only because they their goaltending hasn't been that much better, but they don't allow as many goals. Um. And the the other big t- the other team in there is Miami, and Miami is a not great team being propped up by Ryan Larkin, who's been awesome yep. this year, unbelievable. Um, and hey, they're stealing recruits from everybody. Um, WCHA. Um, this was one of the ones I had the hardest time with in terms of a champion because the statistics tell me that Bowling Green is better than Minnesota State. And they swept them. Yep. 
and they didn't get all played. It wasn't like, a, you know, it wasn't a Kenesha sweeping North Dakota sweep. Is Minnesota State's track record is just better? They're just Minnesota State, right? Like you, they, they're they're the they're the best team in that conference until there there's until like not, yeah. two straight years where they're not. Yeah, I and mean, like to your point about the the games in against Bowling Green, um, yeah. I seem to recall, and I'm gonna look it up here that they were fairly even games. That like I think. It was- what, that like it was a thing of like I think it was power play goal. I was gonna say special teams, right? Like what was the big? Yeah, so Bowling Green outshot them in both games, but um, one night they scored a bunch of power play goals, and and then you know the other night they just kind of they scored four goals on twenty seven shots, and that happens. And like and there was no Hastings. He was you know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't know how much that matters, honestly. Probably not a lot, no. if we're being honest. So They did go 3-1 on their first four games without him. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And, I mean, they lost to Bowling Green and Duluth, who were good. And Arizona State tied Arizona State, who's not wonderful, but scoring goals on Joey DeCord has proven rather difficult for literally everybody yeah. this year. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I'm... I'm I, 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 tend, I tend to back Minnesota State... Here, a because they're Minnesota State, but b they got the extra points. You know what I yeah, mean? They like, did it. like without the, beating Bowling Green, they still have more points than Bowling Green. Like, right. So there you go. Yeah. Right. Um, and and like both teams are I, Bowling Green's a lot better than I thought they would be. Mm-hmm, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. But with that having I been said, I think that's true even of people who are high on them. Like me. Yeah. Oh sure. I didn't. I mean, I didn't think the goalie Bedner, whatever Ryan Bedner, I didn't think he was going to be this good. Um, and he probably hasn't been. He's probably going to take a little bit of a step back, but sure. in, that, in that league, it's not going to matter. Right. Um, I have because they like hockey East have the good playoff format where teams don't make the playoffs. I've uh, Minnesota State and Bowling Green, obviously, your quarterfinal hosts, and then Northern and Tech. Lake State is having a really good year. Lake State, they're fifth, and they're. It seems like they might actually have players on that team who are good now. Um, but Tech just doesn't lose to anybody that isn't Minnesota State. <laughs> right. Um, they had a bad, they had a, I want to say they had a very tough luck loss to Huntsville recently. Um, yes, they had a one nothing loss to Huntsville, um, which seems like it's a rule. And at, at WCHA, you have to lose to Huntsville one nothing at least like once, once every, every three years. years. Yeah, yeah. So, something like that. Um, Tex had a not wonderful last little stretch against, you know, they. Split with Huntsville. They didn't win a game in the GLI against Michigan and Lake State, and they got swept by Minnesota State this past weekend. Um, Tech is what they always are. They're hard to play against. They're pretty all right, super well coached, and they just need, like, two more players, and they'd be as good as anybody in that league. Yeah. Um, but they don't have them, so I have them at fourth. Northern, Philip Beaulieu, that dude, just he scored a – a four-minute hat trick with all power play goals over the weekend, which was stupid and funny. Was it all on one power play, or was no, it a major? It was three different power plays in five minutes. It was crazy. What the <laughs> fuck? Come on. Um, let's see what it actually was. It was against Alaska, so it only kind of counts. Um, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a major. Very strange. Yeah. <laughs> was maybe one a five on three that then became yeah. a five I'm lo- on four? I'm looking. No, it was three minors in a row. What the 
Freak. So at, at 544, 744, and 837, Alaska took minors. And he scored a goal on all three of the – he scored three power play goals in a span of three minutes and three seconds. Yeah. This – one of the – The classic shit. The that second we all... one was a five on three. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so they had four minors in a span of three minutes and uh, – four minutes and 53 seconds. Now, if you ask me, Joey, <laughs> probably not what the coach wanted to happen. I don't know. Game. They have a new coach. Maybe he has new ideas. <laughs> four men is actually better. Um – with that said, the teams that I expect to miss that tournament, Anchorage, who's terrible, yeah, and Huntsville, rather than Alaska, because Alaska's actually like been all right for the year. Um, I think, yeah, Ferris State is actually the team that is currently in On position. On the outside looking in, yeah. Yeah, but Huntsville stinks, and they have a bitch of a schedule the rest of the way in that league. And f- um, Alaska gets to play Anchorage four more times. <laughs> um, so they're fine. Um but yeah, so the conference champion, as I said, is Minnesota State. Your hosts are Minnesota State, Bowling Green, Northern Michigan, and Michigan Tech. And that seems about right. Um, Bemidji State is the same as they always are. Scoring on them is hard. They never score goals. Um, and Lake State's just not ready yet. Kind of the way I look at it for them. Which is like something of a cop-out, but I think Michigan Tech is better than them. Sure. And, and the points thing. I mean, Michigan Tech was in first place two weeks ago. Right. Um. So I'll take them over them. Um, and Anchorage, no, that man. sounds they, right. Anchorage is fucking Yikes. Yeah. Like, Alaska's not much better. The n- n- Nobody in the bottom four four spots in that league is worth a damn at this particular point. Ferris State's in a really bad way in terms of their program. Because I, I know Bob Daniels has had, he's had success there over the, over the course of his career. But the last couple of years have not been pretty. Um, but, yeah. I mean, that's all I got. I think that the second half of the season, like I said, there are a handful of questions around the country that are going to be really important. I think the three most important ones is, is UMass really, is UMass actually a contender for anything? Is Michigan going to figure it out in goal and is North Dakota, Maybe. and can North Dakota do anything? No. Like those are, like those are the three questions that are going to determine the last few, well, UMass isn't going to determine the last couple NCAA tournament spots. They're just going to be in. Yeah. Um, in. But teams like Michigan, they're safe. North Dakota and Bowling Green, like, they're going to determine a lot for kind of who is in the tournament, who's not in the tournament, who went trophies in Bowling Green the last couple of years has gone out of their way to screw up at the end. Like they have the, the games they have lost in the last couple of weeks, regular seasons, conference championship games. Like they realistically should have been an NCAA tournament team last year. And they got, and they got in their own way right at the end. Um, they have to figure it out. If they, I think if they had beaten Northern in the, conference semis rather than the loss to them they would have been a tournament team last year um that might not have ended up happening with all the crazy upsets we had on championship saturday last weekend um but bowling green screwed themselves and everyone thinks they're going to do it again and well maybe this is the year that they won't but i'll give mike hastings the benefit of the doubt i still can't believe he's still there yeah like i know they paid him but like still man you know who should call him next National Hockey League. Yeah. And coach the Flyers. I do love how the Flyers still suck. Even yeah, though they were like, we, we got rid of Haxtell. Everything's fine now. No, they're fucking horrible. I, I wrote about it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and their insistence on being the seventh best team in the conference. Yeah. Like, the, like I got a lot of pushback from Flyers fans because, you know. Um, Was any of it valid? Maybe some of it where they were like, 
Well, they have it because I said like they don't really have the cap flexibility to make a difference here, and they were like, well, we're gonna have like fourteen million dollars to spend or whatever, and it's like, okay, who are you getting for fourteen? Who's coming off? Um, Simmons and uh, yeah. a couple other guys who, are, but like, but it was a thing of like, oh, you know, basically, I was saying. Yeah, they can go out and sign Panarin and Bobrovsky. I don't think that turns this team around. No, they should tear it down. I, I obviously that was the point <laughs> I was making, but pe- but people were saying like you said that they didn't have the cap space, and I said I think I might have missed, like I might have not been as clear as I needed to be in saying I don't think they have the cap space to like they need forty million dollars and yeah. every free agent on the mo- like if they're gonna solve their problems through free agency, need everybody. You you need you, they need they need to sign it. But like, my point was, you can't sign solve these problems through free agency. No, free agency so. is the way you go from good to contention. It's not the way you build a fucking team. Yeah, um, and, and and the best one was like, because I was like, you can't buy, just buy fucking talent anymore like you used to to like buy your way out of problems. And a bunch of people were like, when's the last time they did it? Besides when they gave JVR six million dollars until he's thirty four. Eight months ago. Who's the last time? And it's like, well, no, you just remember you. Rem- it's that one. Yeah. Remember when they gave Brisgolov like a billion dollars yep. and then they ran him out of town because he's weird and well, he sucked. That yeah. Yeah. Well, right. But then again, is it's a thing of, um, you know, who was he going to, who, like, who was going to be a good goalie behind that? Michael group? Layton. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's the show for this week. We we got over an hour. I don't know what you freaking animals want from us. So we'll be at Providence, BC tomorrow. Yep. And then Saturday, um, and there's nothing in town. Nope. 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 Perfect for me. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go anything on Saturday anyway. Uh, see ya.